Hello and welcome back everyone to the draftsite.com podcast. It's the day after. The smoke has cleared, the dust has settled. The 2020 NFL draft is now in the rearview mirror. Although, again, we're going to start off by saying again, day three, the NFL did it again. What a great job. And I do hope they incorporate bits and pieces of what we've seen uh, during this very unusual broadcast during the COVID-19 crisis and incorporate this into future drafts. I think that they can keep doing it live, making it a traveling show, but also incorporating a more intimate feel with uh, some of their draft prospects. Well done. We're going to get right into it again. We have half hour. We keep our shows under half an hour. Like we had done before, going in order, Buffalo Bills. We had talked about how they had done uh, during the first day with Epinesa and Moss. And uh, concentrating on offense once again. Uh, basically all offensive picks until Dane Jackson in, in uh, the seventh round at 239, which is a great pick out of uh, – uh, the corner out of pit, but getting Tyler Bass, a kicker from Georgia Southern, but most importantly, Jake Fromm, Georgia falls all the way to the fifth round. They uh, get Gabriel Davis out of UCF. Oh, pretty good draft. Can't uh, can't say anything negative about what, but what Buffalo was able to accomplish. Well done. And the Miami Dolphins, which of course had uh, the most picks going into the draft. Uh, the Vikings, with some feelings they had made, ended up making the most selections. Uh, but again, Solomon Kinley, Jason Strobridge, Curtis Weaver. Real kind of focus on uh, the offensive and defensive lines there. Malcolm Perry, kind of a feel-good pick there. Didn't think they really hit a home run there. Would have liked to have seen the secondary maybe addressed a little bit. Maybe a linebacker. Uh, but at the same time, they did make a draft day deal. They get Matt Breida from uh, San Francisco. I think that's a very good uh, deal for Miami. Probably be able to see Mike, uh, Matt Breida and Jordan Howard, who they signed away from Philadelphia, as a nice one-two punch. I think that's what we're going to see uh, out of the Dolphins' running game for the coming year. Patriots, everyone had their breath held as they were waiting for that, that quarterback to be selected. <clears throat> Never happened. Apparently, Jared Sinem is the man, or, <clears throat> excuse me, there's another deal in the works. And I think if they go anywhere, Jacoby Brissett. Why not? Bring him back to New England where it all started. Uh, we saw Indianapolis make a move. They, they take Jacob Eason. So I think if anything, Jacoby Brissett could be on his way back to New England. But I think Stidham's going to get his crack. Uh, Justin Rohrwasser, uh, the kicker out of Marshall, that kind of surprised us. Not that he got selected, but that he was the first special teams player off the board. Uh, a lot of focus on the offensive line. Uh, three three picks. You know, none really wowed me. I wasn't a huge, huge fan of what the Patriots do here, but it's the Patriots. Let's be real. They're probably all going to wind up to be pro bowlers within two to three years. New York Jets close out the AFC East. Uh, Sam Darnold getting him some more uh, weapons. LaMichael Perrine out of uh, Florida. Good running back there. Bryce Hall, an absolute steal at 158, 13th pick in the fifth round. Gotta love that. They get Brandon Mann. 
very good punter from uh, Texas A&M. James Morgan, who we we have mentioned on many times that we thought of those middle kind of tier quarterbacks, James Morgan was the best one. They get him in the fourth round. Darnold is a nicer uh, backup. Here we can definitely justify the pick. It's not a Jalen Hurts situation. It's the fourth round. We saw what happened when Darnold started near the beginning of the year, had mono. Uh, they were traipsing through quarterbacks. It was really, really, uh, really bad. So here they get uh, someone that hopefully can be a long-term backup for the franchise. So we go right into the AFC North. Baltimore Ravens. What can you say? This team was 14-2 and two last year. They're number one entering the playoffs. And they've done it again. They probably had the best draft. I don't. I just don't know how they do it. They address their needs, but also get a little stronger at their areas where they're already strong, like J.K. Dobbins. But day two, they're still doing it. Ben Bredesen. You start by taking a guard who had fallen into the fourth round, probably a late two, middle three draft grade on him. Tino Stone in, in round seven. James Prochet. Just a fantastic slot receiver. Led the NCAA level uh, with catches last year. Broderick Washington in round five. Thought that was a little early for him. The only one where I would, would have been like, eh, really? Baltimore really didn't hit it out of the park there. But it was their only defensive uh, tackle pick, so why not? Um, overall, I, I, I just don't think it gets any better. The Ravens are setting the standard year in and year out. The Bengals, they start off with Akeem Davis-Gaither, very, very fast linebacker out of Appalachian State. And we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, how they had to address the linebacker situation. Logan Wilson in round three, you get Gaither. Then you get Marcus Bailey, who's kind of the same position as Logan, Logan, Logan Wilson in round seven. But Bailey's just a playmaker, has had a couple of injuries. It's a value pick in the seventh round. Gotta love what they did. Uh, absolutely. Very good draft uh, for the Bengals. Uh, they're they're definitely trend. I was going to say on the way up, but after a two and fourteen campaign, there's really not a lot of. There's only one direction for them to go. Cleveland Browns, Harrison Bryant in round four. That's interesting because they're paying Austin Hooper a bunch of money. You already got David and Joku. I think is underutilized and a very good tight end. They definitely had people to throw to, but didn't stop them from taking Donovan uh, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones from uh, Michigan in the sixth round, along with Nick Harris. It's a it's a solid draft. I wouldn't say they, uh, they absolutely nailed it, but can't really say anything negative through any of the selections there. Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have a lot of pit, only two picks on the uh, on day two, and they did a pretty good job. They do take Antoine Brooks, Kevin Dotson, pretty good uh, guard out of Louisiana Lafayette, Anthony McFarland to tote the ball. Again, nothing to really write home here, but there was really no pick that made me go, wow, why, why did they do that? Uh, I think it was, it was fairly solid. It was a fairly solid draft for them. We move on to the north. Houston Texans, we were kind of perplexed. Round four, they uh, are... They, they had two picks in round four and then around five. They only take one player in the secondary, John Reed. Don't know why. Charlie Heck from North Carolina in round four. He would have been there a couple rounds later. Isaiah Coulter, their very last pick, may have been the best pick I've seen them make in the 
Well, Ross Blacklock was very good value at that pick 40. So high marks to the Texans with first and last last pick. Everything in between, nothing to write home about. Uh, not a fan of this draft. I think the Texans severely underperformed during the draft. Can't say the same for Indianapolis. They made a splash during days one and two. They take Jacob Eason in the fourth round again. Are there other needs? Mm -hmm. Yes. But to get Jacob Eason in round four at 122? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Wonderful. Rob Windsor, Danny Pinter, they, they, they took some really, really interesting uh, picks here. And, and people that I think could contribute out of the gate or fairly uh, during their rookie season at some point. So... It's a good draft for Indianapolis. Uh, nothing they're really doing there that I can say bad things about. They probably had the best draft of any team in the AFC North. Jacksonville Jaguars, Ben Barch, we like him in uh, round four. Josiah Scott out of uh, Michigan State. I think he should have stayed in school a little bit longer, but that was a good pick. Shaq Quarterman, uh, not a lot of upside, but you get a, a guy that pretty much started his whole career at, at Miami. You get another um, quarterback in Jake Luton and the fact that he was at six years of eligibility at Oregon State. So players a little bit later, I wasn't a fan of some of the players, but they drafted, it seemed like, the positions where they really needed. So I'm not going to bash the Jaguars at all. I think it was a very solid draft. Jaguars had a lot of picks. Still haven't done anything with uh, Ngakwe, so that remains to be seen. That's going to be a lingering situation. Three picks for the Titans. They take Laurel Murchison, really kind of a, a walk-on that stepped his game up at uh, NC State. Great value in the fifth round. I'm not a Cole McDonald fan. Quarterback from Hawaii they got in round seven. Chris Jackson out of uh, Marshall. Eh, not surprised they took a quarterback. And we had heard that McDonald would go. We did not have him in the mock, and they were right. But uh, not surprised they went there. That's, that was kind of a ho-hum day three. Ho-hum day three. Overall, it's kind of ho-hum the whole time for the for the Titans. Wasn't a huge, huge fan. Let's just say that. So that leaves one more division to go over in the AFC before we move over to the NFC side. So we've got the Denver Broncos over in the uh, AFC West, and it was evident. Speed, speed, speed. More the same. They get Alberto a tight end. Another. Uh, Fantastic weapon. I think someone who slipped down the board at 118, probably about two rounds later than he should have went. Natane Muti, Justin Sternad uh, out of uh, Wake Forest, tackling machine, and, and, and Muti, if you can keep him healthy, could be the best guard in this draft. Tyree Cleveland, Derek Suka. I mean, this was this was a very good draft. Um, I don't think it was one of the best, but I don't think the Broncos are really getting the props that they deserve. This was a very good draft, but one you could tell, speed was evident. They're, they're playing in a division with the Chiefs. They dra This draft was more about, we got to stick with the Chiefs more than these are the deficiencies on our team. Out to Kansas City, speaking of those Chiefs, Michael Dana was the only player they didn't take uh, from a school in the South. Seems like they're saving some money. You should just save their uh, their send their their uh, scouts into the south. 
Lajarius Sneed, Bo Pete Keys. Uh, good secondary players, but I think they're they're more projects than uh, definite keepers there. I'll say this was a good draft, but you could tell the Chiefs took some liberty. I think they're taking some players that are going to take some time to develop, but hey, they're the Chiefs. They have a lot of players returning. Aside from Chris Jones and Brashad Breland's already gone, a lot of these starters from last year are back in tow. What do they What do they have to lose? They're a team that can afford to take chances. Only two picks for the Raiders in round four. John Simpson out of Clemson. Again, the Clemson, Clemson is just starting to look like the LA Raiders JV squad. Amik Robertson, great pick in round three. That's a solid nickel corner. Expect big things from him. He can contribute, I, I believe, as a rookie. I think we're going to see him contribute on special teams as well as kind of a nickel corner. That was a very good selection. Wasn't as much a fan of day one, but for only having two picks on day two, Raiders made a couple of very, very good selections. So high marks for late in the draft, especially again with only two selections. Fourth round, they were able to pack it up. They were done. Didn't get back into the draft whatsoever. All that leaves is the LA Chargers. Uh, last team to go over in the AFC. Fans of what they had done on day one with day two. Uh, Josh Kelly, they get another running back. We thought that would happen at some point. Joe Reed, good receiver. KJ Hill. All-time leading receiver at Ohio State. Not a lot of speed there. Gilman, the safety out of Notre Dame. Solid draft. Again, not going to flip out here, but but, but a good draft overall. Uh, I think it was very evident when you look at the West. I think the Denver Broncos walk away the clear winners. Uh, the clear winners as far as uh, who did the best in the AFC West. We're moving to the NFC. How about them Cowboys? As we take a look, Reggie Robertson, solid pick. He had been moving up the boards a lot. Bradley and I, Ben DiNucci, round seven, a quarterback. Hey, we had him with Jake and Jacob Nip out of Northern Colorado. We had them going quarterback in round seven, just the wrong small school guy. And Ben DiNucci didn't start a small school. He's a former pit quarterback. Tyler Biotish, they traded with the Eagles. Uh Eagle Cowboy trade during the draft. That raised some eyebrows there, but what a great selection. One of the best picks in day two. Not only did Biotis slide way further than what he needed to, you can play him at center or guard, but I'm thinking that Dallas makes the move. They're thinking this is the long-term replacement for the retired Travis Frederick. Can't say enough good things about that selection. Dallas had a very good draft. Very good draft. We move on to the New York football giants. We got a couple of their picks exactly correct. Like it. Darnay Holmes, Shane Lemieux in round five. Great, great, uh, great value. Carter Coughlin, 218. Boom. Right on the mock. TJ Brunson, limited athlete, has had some injury problems, but man, he can tackle. That's why he's there. Mr. Irrelevant is Tay Crowder. We had it at a song Bassey, who I think was number three or four on Mel's best players available, but uh, he did not go drafted. Overall, solid draft for the Giants. Solid draft. They really stuck to the script. We got a lot of their uh, stuff right. 
and even getting uh, Xavier McKinney uh, in, in day two there. Philadelphia Eagles, of course, so much had been made of the Jalen Hurts situation and what they were doing. As questionable as it was for day one and two, we're both, man, they really, really nailed it day four. They're, they're going to bring some people around. Philadelphia did about as good as Philadelphia could have done. It's not going to save the draft. I still don't think, I think they were outperformed by a lot of their cohorts in the NFC, uh, in the NFC East, but they may have had the best day three. It saves it a little bit because they've got some values and people who can contribute. Kayvon Wallace feel pretty good there. A couple of tackles from Auburn. Jack Driscoll, good right side. They get Prince. Uh, the other Auburn tackle, who in round six is just phenomenal. And then they add that speed. John Hightower, Quez Watkins. Casey Toohill at the end was kind of a throwaway pick to me. But Sean Bradley, uh, out of Temple, good inside linebacker. As bad as the Eagles seem to perform, they made a lot of trades. They traded three times on day two. But they really parlayed that. Well, the Eagles get an A-plus for, they probably get a solid A for day three and probably a D for days one and two. They, they saved the draft a little bit. Washington Redskins, last team to go over in the uh, NFC East, and they were last place last year. So kind of fitting. But Antonio Gandy-Golden, what a selection at 142. Keith Ishmael, Cameron, Cameron Curl, Kalike Hudson, and they had some decent players at the end. Good areas. They seem to want to, those seem to be Ron Rivera defensive picks concentrated on that side of the ball. I was pretty good. As far as a clear cut winner, it, it's close, but I'm going to give it to the Cowboys because what they did with CeeDee Lamb, still day one, you can't blame them. They just weren't, they just thought that he wasn't going to be available. And to actually pull off what they did in that amount of time, I got to tip my tip my head to the Cowboys. So we go to the NFC North, Green Bay Packers, and this is amazing. I mean, we t the Jordan Love, not not a big uh, fan there. Day two, and they don't go wide receiver at all. They go linebacker. They get an edge rusher. They go uh, defensive back, and they go three three people along the the offensive line. Now they took. I like all of their picks. They took three very good linemen. But how do you ignore? I, I just don't know. Just seems like trouble could be a brewing there. I, I will say, though, Jonathan Garvin, that's a good flyer for the end of the draft. But to, uh, wow, not take a wide receiver at all, it's a little perplexing. At least if you're going to take some linemen, make it count. And they seem to nail it on all of them. Hopefully that spells good things for the running game, getting A.J. Dillon to work with Aaron Jones. Maybe maybe they're concentrating on the run. Maybe that's what they're telling us. Minnesota ended up with the most picks in this draft, and they probably won for the division. They did. It's one thing to have that many picks, but they were killing it. DJ Wanham's pretty decent. Uh, James Lynch, great value pick. He can play inside and outside in uh, the fourth round. Troy Dye, Harrison Hand, KJ Osborne. I mean, they Kenny Willickus in the seventh round is a good good value. With so many picks, they were able to go out and get Nate Stanley, a quarterback from Iowa. Very high picks. This is like a B plus A minus. The Vikings. Sometimes when you you have that many picks, it's not necessarily a good thing. Things get a little crowded or you take too many chances. 
there's some, there's a little bit of chance here, but they all seem to be calculated well, uh, risks that are worth it. They filled a lot of needs. If you're going to have a lot of picks, I think Minnesota just showed you how to do it. Well done. Minnesota wins the division. Chicago Bears. Eh. Hey, a lot of, uh, was it uh, three round five picks and two in round seven? Travis Gibson, Kendall Vildor. We didn't know about uh, Darnell Mooney, the wide receiver out of Tulane. I was perplexed by that. Like uh, Kendall, good pick. Arlington Hambright, Lachavius Simmons, both guards. Uh, I, I don't know. I think this is probably... As much as people talk about the Jordan Love pick and how it is not going to go over well with fans, I think the Bears did the worst. Not only in this division, they may have been the team that loses the NFC. Did not like that Cole Komet selection because they have so many tight ends and they're paying Jimmy Graham. Uh, just it, getting a tight end maybe, but did you have to did that have to be the first tight end off the board, your first selection at 43? Just not a fan of what the Bears were able to accomplish. Not fans at all. Uh, just one team left then in the uh, NFC North, and that would be the Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit performed pretty well. I think them getting a running back early on, it shows that Matt Patricia needs to win now. So if that's and, and they doubled up. They got another running back in Jason Huntley out of New Mexico State. Could be kind of that H-back as well. Catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. You can tell these, again, are picks they want to play right now. Logan Stenberg, a guard from Kentucky, who I think has the ability to immediately contribute. Quintez Cephas, the wide receiver out of Wisconsin in round five, thought it was a little bit early. And the fact that he is uh, he's not a speedster, he's going to have to work for what he uh, for what he gets. He might, he might be a player that you kind of stash away. He might... He might have been a little bit of a, of a reach there. Could eventually pan out. So we're going to go into the South. Uh, New Orleans Saints won the division last year. We're going to check in on them. Only one pick, and Tommy Stevens, a quarterback out of Mississippi State, which is interesting because they keep talking about how they want to bring in a veteran presence. I'm really wondering, I haven't heard this, but I'm wondering, you look at... Tommy Stevens, 6'4", close to 240 pounds, very athletic. There was talk about him making a position change at Penn State when he was actually not starting. He only started one year. Um, so I'm wondering, are they looking at him as kind of a tight end type? But they did get Adam Troutman. Are they thinking maybe he's a quarterback they can coach up and maybe if Taysom Hill leaves, he's the new Taysom Hill? I don't know. Very... A little confused, but there's a few different directions they can go with that. Waiting for more of an explanation from the team. It was a very interesting pick, to say the least. Brings us to the Atlanta Falcons. Talk so much about needing the pass rush. Uh, they, they did get Marlon Davidson in day one, but again, more of a, a guy that can play inside and outside. I was a little mystified. I liked uh, Michael Walker out of uh, Fresno State. But after that, Jalen Hawkins, they get a great punter in Sterling Hoffrichter. But they didn't really address uh, anyone on the outside. And there were plenty of pass, rush pass rushing options. 
It makes me think maybe there's a free agent deal here that we don't know about. Something might be cooking. Not a big fan, I would say, of what, what was accomplished there. Brings you to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, with uh, Tom Terrific and his new team. They did get, they, they split this up. Two picks on offense, two picks on defense during day two. Tyler Johnson, good wide receiver out of Minnesota. I think he's going to be more of a possession guy, but that's good. Khalil Davis, great value. One of the Davis twins out of Nebraska. Chappelle Russell, uh, Raymond Callis. Not a, not a huge day, but again, they didn't make any head-scratching moves there. Uh, I think Tampa performed very well in this draft but I have them just losing out to the Carolina Panthers. And Carolina needed a good draft. They were last last year, gave up more points than they ever have. So we talked a lot about how day one and two, it was setting the tone with the new coach. Everything was on defense. Little did I know how prophetic that was going to be because the four choices they had, they had one choice in every round, round four, five, six, and seven. Cornerback, safety, defensive tackle, cornerback. Seven picks all on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think Matt Rule is really making a statement here? Uh, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. Message received. They picked some pretty good players. I don't think anyone in this division knocked it out of the park, but I like the fact that he was so clear. It sends a message what he wants to do. And for that reason, I'm going to say they win the draft uh, out of the... Uh, the NFC South, uh, winner, ding, ding, ding. It's going to be the Carolina Panthers. So we go to our very last division. It's going to be the NFC West. Uh, we start with San Francisco. Again, they did send Matt Breida. They, they were wheeling and dealing. Uh, they do pick up Trent Williams, which is great. They also deal Marquise Goodwin to the Eagles. Eagles, again, looking for more speed. Colton McKivitz in round five. Charlie Warner, tight end out of Georgia, but that, he's a great Blocking tight end. What do they do? Run the ball. Jawan Jennings, not a big fan of that pick, but I give them high marks because of what they were able to get out of Trent Williams. I don't think Trent Williams is quite as good as advertised. I think there's a little rust. Worried about uh, if he will be healthy, but at the same time, they didn't really give up a whole lot for him, and they were able to move some of the players they said they were going to move. So because of that, you got to respect the vision uh, for John Lynch, because he really hasn't steered you wrong yet in that uh, in the NFC West. So we go to the Seattle Seahawks. Colby Parkinson, they get a tight end there. DJ Dallas, that's two running backs. They took Travis Homer last year. They, uh, they like the U. Alton Robinson, good pick there. Steven Sullivan, like that tight end uh, selection. I think he's going to wind up being better than Parkinson in the long run because he's a good blocker as well. This was solid. Would have liked a little more attention on defense, but they seem to do that early. So I don't think they got all their needs. But again, the players they got, and Freddie Swain's more of a project, I don't think any were really horrible. Uh, pretty good draft overall. Just not very memorable per se. Uh, we go to the Rams. Uh, and the Rams, you know, they only had two picks, and they, they both went on the offensive side of the ball. It was a very defensive heavy early on. Uh, as we see Bryce, Bryson Hopkins, they they went 
offense right out of the gate. But then after that, Jordan Fuller from Ohio State, Clay Johnston, Baylor, Sean Sloman, they take a kicker out of Miami of Ohio. Not I I don't know what the Rams are doing. That's they're right there with the Bears, really. When I when I take a closer look at this draft, I I don't know what's what they're thinking here, quite honestly. Not a fan. That's going to leave the Arizona Cardinals. And guess what? I think this and these are your winners. They're kind of like Baltimore every year. They're they're just they're just hitting it. Rashad Lawrence, great pick. And only two more selections. They had a sixth and a seventh. They didn't have a fifth round choice. But you get Evan Weaver out of California in round six. West Coast guy. Not a ton of athletic potential. He just tackles everything that's around him. He was the tackle leader last year. And then you get Eno Benjamin, one of the steals of round seven. I don't think Eno Benjamin is going to be a NFL franchise running back, but boy, can he catch out of the backfield? He's going to give you a receiving option. Great job. Um, again, sometimes it's not how many picks, it's what you do with them. So we will be back in a few weeks. Maybe we'll examine some of the undrafted free agents. I'm not sure when we're going to get our next podcast up, but uh, it's going to be uh, relatively soon. But signing off for the 2020 NFL Draft. And again, good job, NFL. This is DJ Boyer. Be sure you come back to draftsite.com often. There's a lot more content coming your way. Have a good one, everyone. Stay safe.